you know, what I would say is, here's my advice. Slow down. Don't go in for the kill right away. Um, have something for people who are at different stages. Doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and stay in contact with them on a regular basis. And if you do that, when they are ready to buy, you will be the obvious choice. Hi, and welcome to the Risk-Free Funnel Podcast. This show explores how we can reduce the risk of losing our life savings and learn from those who have gone before us. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Risk-Free Funnel Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent from Dickie Bird, and today I am with Liston Witherall. Liston is a sales coach and trainer who works with consultants to help them sell their expertise with confidence. Liston helps consultants build a pipeline with leads that are already sold on what you have to offer. He's built an agency from 20K to 270K, that's 270,000 in just two years. And he's worked with hundreds of independent consultants to help improve their selling, including myself. Liston runs a podcast about selling online called the Liston IO Show, and he's the guest on numerous shows online. One of the things I've always appreciated about Liston is his approach to sales. He often says, serve, don't sell. And it's a philosophy that he carries through on his podcast and has been really valuable to me and a lot of other people. Now, a key philosophy of this show is that it's not the strongest that survive rapid change in business. It's those with the ability to adapt quickly. Listen, a very warm welcome to the show. It's great to have you here today. It's absolutely my pleasure. I'm excited to do this, and you are going to test my ability to condense any useful information into 12 minutes or less, so I'm ready to do it. <laughs> great. It's good to have you here, Liston. Now, Liston, if you could just tell us, we're going to jump straight into the deep end, if you like. What is the one mistake you see business owners and entrepreneurs making when they're building their sales channels online that could save them a lot of time and money? Okay, so let me just take a quick second to um, clarify the way I'm going to answer this. So when you say their sales channels online, I'm going to be speaking about... Um, their websites, their, you know, social media properties, their, um, you know, w things that are being driven online. Are, are we on the same page? Yeah, I think, I mean, some people come at it from an angle of the blocks that people have to getting themselves online, to actually selling online and being online and how to do that. And others come at it more from an angle of the actual uh, tactics that one could use for selling online. What what I'm asking is, what do you see as the biggest barrier that comes up regularly for people when they're going to build their channels for sales online? Well, I'm not going to talk about a barrier, but I will talk about a mistake. How about that? And so, you know, what I'm going to be talking about is not maybe the overall biggest sales mistake, but the biggest mistake through online channels, as opposed to say, you know, one-to-one -one conversations. So online, I think the biggest mistake that I see people making is they're going Going in for the kill way too fast, my friend, way too fast. They uh, sort of don't acknowledge the way they, they themselves buy things. And particularly when you're selling services or you're selling something that's complicated or expensive, 
It's going to take people a long time to develop trust in you. That trust will come from several different sources, but essentially like, do you look credible? Do other people say that you're credible? Do you have a, a worldview or are you able to convey insights to them that actually matter and may provide outcomes that they're seeking? Um, all of those things need to be established long before someone fills out your form or makes a big step toward you and your business. And so to me, that is the, the, the number one biggest mistake is oversimplifying. And you know, I hear this a lot, uh, Vincent, you probably do too. People go in and they're kind of tweaking their website or they're tweaking some sort of online sales channel. And they're thinking about it as if like, okay, I'm going to put this up and then people will show up and they'll start filling out my form and I'll be swimming in leads. And as you know, that's just not what happens, right? No, no. We see it happening all the time. It's a bit, I think it's a little bit like the analogy that you're talking about could be likened to forgetting about the dating process, right? You know, where we ask someone to marry us almost immediately after we've been on one date. Right. And that's just weird. Um, or, or like, you know, you sit next to someone on an airplane and you say, wow, you seem nice. And like, you know, you have a lot of money. Would you write me into your will? Like, no one's going to do that. Um, so like we really need to, it should, what your online sales channel should be doing is facilitating an opportunity to get engaged into a conversation. So whether that's through email or in social media or directly on the phone, like that's the aim of everything that I'm doing online is allowing people to get to know me in a safe basically risk-free setting. Of course, they're risking their time, but you know, let me just go out on a limb and say I'm giving them valuable enough information where it's not a big risk. And if they deem that information credible, useful, insightful, and it's the right time, some percentage of people are going to come forward and want to talk to me. And now I'm in a one-to-one -one selling environment where my sales skills really need to be applied, right? But prior to all of that, I think what people do is they conflate the goal, right? They think, um, well, you know, I have a website, this, this is going to work almost like e-commerce and I'm going to put up a form and people are just going to do business with me. And it's going to be awesome because my bank account's going to go up. And what really happens, um, in a well, I don't want to say optimized, but like a well thought out sales funnel that is reflective of how people actually buy is there are many more steps in between first contact and actually getting on the phone with someone to sell them something. That's interesting you should say that because one of the stats I came across recently was that more than 75% of people that visit your website are not there to buy. You know, and, and yet most websites will be set up in this kind of optimized funnel sense that the person is ready to buy right away. And there hasn't been the, the trust established prior to that. Yeah. I mean, look, nothing is uh, one size fits all in your business. And, you know, the, the people who come to your website, they're going to have different things that they want to know. They're going to have different requirements. I think 75% of people not wanting to buy is probably too low. I'd say it's more like 90 or 95%. Um, obviously, depending on the type of website you have, but I work with um, consultants and professional service providers, and I would say most of the people who go to those websites 
they're just kind of shopping or they're in their early research phase. They're not actively looking to hire someone right away. And, you know, I'll give you an example from today. Um, I spoke to a guy who has been on my email list and this is the first time I spoke to him, but he's been on my email list for like a year and a half. And even today he wasn't ready to buy yet. But the reason I was in a position to speak with him is because I've done the hard work to nurture these things. Now, you know, that's not typical when I do land a new client. Often it's, you know, within a few months um, tops of their exposure to me. But the, the key point is it's going to take a while to overcome this trust curve. And so, you know, what I would say is here's my advice to save you, not save you, to actually make you more money is slow down. Don't go in for the kill right away. Um, have something for people who are at different stages. Doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and stay in contact with them on a regular basis. And if you do that, when they are ready to buy, you will be the obvious choice. Yeah, that's interesting you should say that. I, I've just started working with someone in the last two months who we had known each other for nearly three years when I did a presentation about marketing about three years ago. And we've been having conversations just literally having conversations for over that time and he's had a lot of frustration with launching funnels and various aspects of his online sales and it was only recently and he came to me and literally said right let's do it I want to work with you and you know I'll just pay the money let's just do it it was it was really interesting to see that kind of a sale happen after nearly three years of just conversation and I'd, I'd never pitched to him we've just been talking and and just really like you say you know serving not selling it makes a big difference in the sales process doesn't it of uh, actually having clients who are attracted to the work that you do rather than having to go out and you know making cold calls pitch 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 you know there's a reason I think for why that feels awkward. I, I, I get it that it's important to get over ourselves and be okay with being rejected and people saying no, but that's sort of the other extreme of constantly hustling and pushing rather than serving, isn't it? And you, from what I understand, you've flipped that on its head and actually said, well, how can you find better ways of, of serving and getting resonance with your prospective clients before putting all your energy into, you know, cold, cold calls and that sort of thing. I would advocate hustling, right? Because whatever it is that you want, dear listener, uh, you know, a hundred other people at minimum in the world are after the same exact thing, right? So one thing that does separate individuals is hard work. And of course people say, well, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, of course, like that's, those are table stakes, but you're going to have to put in some amount of hustle. What I am advocating for though, is when you're on the phone with someone, um, or they're emailing you or, uh, you know, basically raising their hand and saying, I might need your help. Instead of going in for the kill and pitching them, the first question should always be, how can I help this person? Right. And so, uh, and a prerequisite to that is, can I even help this person? <laughs> Do they have a problem that I can help them with? I don't know. And so we need to figure that out long before we even attempt to even make an offer. And that's what I mean by serve, don't sell. Yeah. Yeah. What a, it's a really refreshing philosophy for a lot of people to hear. And I agree with you absolutely with what you were saying on being out there and, and hustling is important, actually working hard. 
that's a really important thing to, to keep in mind. It's not just everything is going to come to you on a silver platter. But at the same time, flipping that on your head and, and working out how I'm going to help someone is really, really key. And whether or not it's vali- a valuable problem to solve. And I know uh, our friend Jonathan Stark is often big on that online. and He talks a lot about uh, figuring out what is the expensive problem you've come to solve. One of the questions I, I would have for you is, is there a question that you could ask the listeners to ask themselves when they're going out to build their sales channels online? What's something they can ask themselves that would be a useful for having success in sales online? Sure. Um, what I would tell people to really ponder, and it, I think it's helpful if you go out and actually talk to your market <laughs> um, and not just make it up yourself, but is go ask people, you know, what problems are you having right now? And so usually in, in terms of um, selling, in order for someone to buy something, they have to be aware that they have a problem. They have to be able to articulate it, have some clarity around that problem, and be convinced that it's something that is getting in their way. So one question you can ask is, well, what are the conditions that come up maybe before that person knows exactly what their problem is? And how can I help them clarify it? So when you're able to figure out like, essentially, you know, we talk about buyer's journey and marketing all the time. How does someone go from first having some awareness that there's something that needs to change in a concrete way? What is on their mind and how can you help them make those decisions? That should be the thing that you're approaching your market with, right? So for me, when I say, I help consultants and professional service providers sell with confidence. That's one thing that I'm hearing people say a lot, right? They're saying, God, I'm just, I'm not that confident or I don't know what to do next. And, you know, and and really what this is saying is I don't have a concrete sales process. I don't have, um, you know, the skills that are necessary, but they're not thinking about it in those terms. They're thinking about it in terms of, I'm just not very confident and I want to show up and really feel like this awesome thing that I'm selling, like I'm confident in presenting that to people. And so that's, that's why I message that way. And that's been a huge boon to my business. Right. That's the really good takeaway. So asking, being clear on the question that the problem that you solve and asking that question to yourself before you go out there and uh, and actually sell. So being really clear about that. Yes. What does my customer want? What are they struggling with? That's what you should ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Hey, listen, how can people find out more about you or how can they get in touch with you online to find yeah, out more about so, your work? Yeah. Um, so you can definitely go to my website, liston.io. I have a bunch of free content there uh, in the vein of serving, not selling. Um, so tons of free content there. Um, I'd also, So if you appreciated what I had to say today on this podcast, I do recommend my own podcast. It's the Liston.io show, and you can find that anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. It's been really useful for me. I've listened to it. It's a really, really practical podcast too. Hey, Liston, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Really appreciate that. And uh, just for the folks out there who are listening, if you're keen to sign up to weekly episodes of the Risk-Free Funnel podcast, uh, we you can go to riskfreefunnel.com and pop in your email address. You'll get some free tools there and you'll get weekly episodes delivered to your inbox. 
And we are now on iTunes and a few of the other um, podcast distributors that you can find there online. But the weekly episodes will be coming out on iTunes and on Anchor FM. Thank you so much for listening. Really, really appreciate your interactions here and online. You can find me easily on LinkedIn as well. Looking forward to hearing from you and hearing any comments you have about the show. Other than that, thank you, Liston, for being here today. And thank you for listening to us today. All right. Bye now.